Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, Dr. K with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. I wanted to share a recording from my strategic planning session, Strides for Success, and talk to you a little bit more about what it takes to have the business of your dreams. Now, obviously you can't see the video component where I go over the spreadsheet. So if you're interested in getting a small sample of the spreadsheets that we talk about, you can go on my website, makingstridesforamilchiropractic.com and click free gift and subscribe in order to get access to the first spreadsheet that we talk about in this course today. If you have any other questions, feel free to reach out. We're at makingstridesforamilchiropractic.com. Hi, my name is Caitlin Lackey. Call me Dr. Katie. I started my animal chiropractic business. I was an associate in a human practice for two and a half years, and I hated it. Um, Not that I hate seeing people. I hated health insurance. I hated someone telling me what to do. I hated only seeing people when they were in pain. And I was a horseback rider myself. Uh, Many of you don't know this about me. I actually thought I wanted to be a horse trainer or horse vet. And God told me different after my third head injury. I said, maybe I shouldn't do that. And um, I found chiropractic. It helps me a lot with migraine headaches and neck pain. And I said, you know, this is amazing. Why doesn't it exist for animals? And uh, lo and behold, I met one of the teachers at the Parker program, Jean Giggleman. And I was like, that's it. I want to be an animal chiropractor. And it's been a journey because when I told my real job, my real boss that I was going to leave and do animal chiropractic full time, he laughed at me like hard. He laughed at me. He said, you can't make money doing that. Um, there's no way. And it was really demoralizing for somebody who, if anyone knows me, I'm super passionate and I love my patients. and I take care of them well. And for someone to laugh at me and my dream, it really hurt. And I was like, I'm going to prove you wrong. And here I am now coaching other animal chiropractors how to do it. So, you know, in your face. (laughs) Um, So I have a lot of materials. Basically what transcended is I've been doing this for five years now, full time. I've been seeing animals and I started teaching an animal chiropractic course. Um, I kind of, you know, left and now I'm doing my own thing. But I started teaching and then I had students reach out to me and said, hey, you're really successful. How do you do this? How do you do that? And I got way too many phone calls. And you guys, spoiler alert, I still am actively treating patients. So I didn't have time to answer all of your phone calls. So I made a course of everything that I think you'd want to know. We're going to talk about that later. But basically, like, here's how to be an animal chiropractor 101. If, If there could be a book, that would be the book. So I have a podcast. That's how this originally started. I'm like, people stop calling me, hearing me answering your questions. I'm sitting down recording for free, paid money on my own pocket to make that podcast available. It grew bigger than that. So I made a website and a course, um, a Facebook and an Instagram. And now I also have another email account. I like five email accounts right now. So I'm a little, you know, I'm trying to make everything organized. And uh, it's just one crazy, awesome life that I live. So Um, Basically, what we're going to be talking about today is planning for success, because what I hear from most people when they call me is I said, I really love animal chiropractic, but I said, but what? But I don't think I can make it work. I love it, but I don't know if it can pay the bills. Right. And I personally know in my own business, all I see is animals and I can't keep up. And I know for you, for a fact, that you too can have the same success because 
chiropractic is amazing and it works. There's no placebo effect. So you can be successful as well if you just figure out the business stuff. Because in school, they teach you, here's how to do the adjustments, but they don't necessarily teach you, here's how to run a business. So I'm here to fill that void for you today because I don't want you to make the mistake like I did where I'm like, here's all my degrees. Where are all my patients? They're nowhere to be found. Where are all my patients? I have a degree now. Where are they? Right. And when you go to doctor school and you graduate and then you have your big old diploma, you know, I can feel like I did all this hard work. Why doesn't everyone just notice me and come see me? Well, there's this piece called marketing that we all forgot. And there's this piece called business that we never learned. So don't be like me and just assume when you quit your real job that the patients are just going to flock to you. There is a lot of learning that goes into having a business. So that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, I really wanted to make today about the topic of success because when we use a word like success, there's not like something in the dictionary that applies to everyone. Like this is a picture of a person and they're successful because success changes depending on what you value most. So, you know, some people value money, some people value time freedom, some people value relationships. And, you know, when we look through a window at other people, aka social media, we may say, oh my God, Sally is so successful. I want to be like Sally. I don't think I can ever measure up and be like Sally. So when we're looking through a window at other people who we think are successful, it builds jealousy builds resentment and also makes us apathetic. We think that we're never going to measure up, so we don't even try. And spoiler alert, social media is just a highlight reel of other people's lives. Like they still have their crap going on. They just don't necessarily post it all online. So what you're really looking at is what someone wants you to see. So I don't want you to ever look through a window and say, oh my God, they're so successful. I could never be like them. Because you guys, if I'm being honest with you, I thought every single day when I first started my animal business, there's no way I could be successful. When I started the Zoom call, I'm like, why do these people want to listen to me? I get imposter syndrome too. And it's something that we all deal with, but we want to look inwardly instead at the mirror. Here's who I am and here's who I could be, right? I have a little cat who's looking at a, a lion in the mirror here because when we look at ourselves and we look at where we want to go, and we're only looking at that. We put our blinders on and we say, I'm going to be accountable. I'm going to grow personally. I'm going to build my own confidence and I'm going to feel fulfilled in my own version of success and what success means to me, not to other people. Okay. Because ultimately you're running your own race. And I don't want you to look around at other people because winners don't do that. They look at themselves. They look at who was I yesterday? Who can I be tomorrow? And who am I today? And if we're always trying to be our best selves today and build a better tomorrow, then we're going to head towards the right path. And I kind of came up with this silly quote, but mirror, mirror on the wall, what kind of practice do you want after all? Because really, you guys, this is your dream job. It could be anything you want it to be. I jokingly tell people all the time, like, I'm just going to give you the foundation. If you build a birdhouse or you build a mansion, I don't care. I don't care what color you paint it. I don't care how big it is. I just want you to have the practice that you want to have. I want you to make the money you deserve. I want you to love your job. I don't want this to feel like a prison. Like I, I want you to show up to work and feel like you don't need a vacation. That's success to me. Like I love my job. I 
don't want to take a day off because I love seeing my patients. That's the same type of practice I want for you. I want something that is sustainable long-term and I want you to really enjoy it. Like I don't want you to sit resentful day after day, punching in, punching out, helping someone else build their dreams. We can focus on building yours. All right, so determining what's right for you. We have to be honest with ourselves. And what I mean by that is how much do you want to work? If you're a single parent, you maybe only want to work part-time. If you are, you know, I don't know, someone who wants to make a lot of money, maybe you want to work full-time. Maybe you want to make time for your kids. Maybe you want to, you know, work out every morning. What is your ideal schedule look like? Because really... Your business is not something you have to work in to survive. Your business just exists to support your lifestyle. So we say work to live, not live to work, right? We're not designed just to work every day. We need to make a schedule that's really conducive to our own personal health and also our personal fulfillment. So I don't know how many of you guys have done a time-blocked calendar, but here's some considerations for you. It's recommended that you actually have a vacation once a year. Two to six weeks at minimum. I don't know how much time works best for you, but on average, at least two to three weeks. But if you're a single parent and you want to be more present with your kid, maybe that's six weeks. Maybe you take a long weekend once a month. I don't know. What do you want for yourself? Make sure you put yourself first on the schedule. So personal time. Like, I don't know, some people wake up early, they do a morning routine and they write in a journal. Some people wake up early, they go to the gym. Some people pray in the morning. Some people have, you know, a morning routine or they take their kids to school. What do you do in your day that you want to make time for and you don't want to give away to patients? Our time is our currency. And then if you're a solo doc, many people are solo docs here. I know, spoiler alert, like it took me three and a half years to finally get an assistant. But don't be like me. Hopefully you do that sooner. But um, if you are like me and you're maybe frugal and you don't want help, you want to, you know, maintain control, um, then schedule administrative time. Admin time can include things like calling veterinarians and updating them on their patients. It could be calling new patient leads. It could be doing patient notes. It could be just playing catch up. That to-do list is going to turn into a big hairy monster if you don't pay attention to it. So it's important that you schedule time. So that way your brain is free. You guys, I don't want you to sit home on a Friday night saying, oh my God, I have to get these patient notes out of my brain before I can go do X or before I can go do Y. Because you're always going to put that ahead of yourself if you don't prioritize time to play catch up, especially if you're a solo doc. And then if you want to grow your business beyond just you, you have to make sure you schedule time to do marketing, outreach, doing lunch and learns calling vet offices and setting up the lunch and learns, doing social media, reaching out to other pet care providers like dog trainers or pet massage therapists or farriers or, you know, what have you. You have to schedule time to meet with your community to really, you know, put some roots down in order to grow your business. If you don't make time to do that, you may be feeling like you're busy, but are you actually growing your business? I don't want you to be on a treadmill. I want you to feel like you're actually achieving some distance, getting some traction in your business. Your time is your most valuable resource. And I was saying this from a place of love because I always felt like I don't have enough money. 
I have a crap ton of student loan debt. I don't have enough money. I have to work my butt off. I will take anyone with a pet, with a spine and a wallet. That's where I started, right? And after a certain amount of time, we just start to realize, oh, chiropractic's really amazing. I don't have to sell this. Now I don't have enough time to see the amount of patients that want to get on my schedule. And I know some people are at the place where they don't believe that. Like, Dr. Katie, like, I hardly even have two dog patients. Like, how can you say that? But if you really dedicate yourself to your animal practice, it will grow faster than you can even imagine. I promise you. Okay, the need is there. There are not enough of us doing this. So eventually you are going to run out of time to see the amount of patients you want to see. And plus your body is your instrument when you're working on horses. You only have a limited amount of slots available for these patients so that way you can take care of yourself properly. So make sure you manage your time even more, prioritize it even more important than money, okay? Because I promise the money will come, all right? So considerations for time blocks you may need Personal time, again, morning routine, administrative time, catch up on the to-do list, marketing, I call it CEO time, being the business owner, reaching out into the community, getting people in, accounting time. This is really important for things like, I don't know, looking at your profit and loss spreadsheets, making sure you're actually being profitable, making money, what you're doing. We'll go over that in a bit. And then also hands-on patient hours. So notice how all the blocks that we've talked about are like, okay, I got to take care of my business first. And then I give away the rest, whatever is left over to my patients. Okay. We prioritize ourselves and our business first, because if we don't have a business, we can't take care of the patients. So we have to make sure we tend to our business like it's a child and make sure all of its needs are met. And then we give the rest of the time to the patients that fill the hours. Okay. So this is a bare bones basic here of like eight to five. I don't know what hours you guys work. You can change this. You can, you know, maybe you want to do a monthly versus this, but what does it look like? Fill in your blocks here. For me, this is a sample here. I, um, you know, I don't think I follow this anymore. My schedule is kind of ever evolving, which just can change, right? But maybe you want one hour in the morning, three times a week to go to the gym, right? So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you schedule your personal time to go to the gym or maybe take your kids to school or, you know, whatever, right? And then maybe on opposite days, Tuesday and Thursday, you schedule an hour to play catch up, make your phone calls, do your emails, you know, do your notes, right? And then we have our marketing after that, like calling people, setting up meetings, maybe scheduling some social media. And then maybe in another block, we have things like accounting, catching up on our spreadsheets, make sure our invoices are paid. If you're a horse person, I don't know if you collect at time of service or if you send invoices, but are you going to schedule time to chase those invoices that aren't paid? Because you shouldn't leave those just sitting in your inbox unpaid, right? Because you provided a service, you deserve to make money for that service. So are you going to chase those invoices or not? Or are you going to make sure that your business, you're counting all your expenses up, and counting all your income up and making sure that you are net positive at the end of each month. And then you give the rest of your time to your patient hours here, okay, in the navy blue. So this sample is actually a 27-hour schedule, okay? I actually only have about 12 to 16 patient hours a week, and I see anywhere from two to 300 visits a month. So that sounds like, holy cow, where are you fitting all of them, right? But I technically only work part-time. 
And that's because it's really important to me to have personal time to do other things like coaching. That's important to me. I also try and make time to spend time with my dogs. I walk my dogs every single day. Um, that's something that's super important. Um, I also try and schedule time to spend with my spouse so he doesn't get mad at me that I'm always working or continuing ed, whatever that looks like for you guys. It's important that you schedule time in what's important to you. Okay, so don't lose sight of that. Your patients get what's left over. It's really tough being an animal chiropractor. I know it. You're trying to meet all these people, trying to get their vet to sign these referral forms, and you don't know if you can make your business work financially. It's hard. I get it. Now, when I first got started, all of my chiropractic mentors told me you have to do all these marketing events, meet all these people you don't know, shake a lot of hands, and get them into your practice. I was always wondering where my next new patient was going to come from. And if I'm being honest with you all, it wasn't sustainable. It always put fear in my head that I would never have a practice of my dreams. So fast forward a couple years, and here I am with a successful and thriving animal chiropractic practice. And it took a lot of mindset shifts in order to get here. What I thought and what I was told would work didn't work for me. So I had to develop a program that worked for a strongly introverted, kind of awkward person who just loves animals and wants to serve them well. I had to shift away from always thinking about where I'm going to get my new patients in to instead focusing on the relationships I built in my community and becoming an authority figure on animal chiropractic. So you guys, I have a free course that's going to tell you a little bit more about how I made these mindset shifts and why I started this Making Strides movement. So that way we can push the animal chiropractic profession forward. Please join us on makingstridesforanimalchiropractic.com. Take the free course and see what it has to offer you. Now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes here of this spreadsheet. All right. I wanted to go over the time piece first because prioritizing your time is probably the most important thing you can do, especially if you're a solo doc. But now we need to talk about how much do you need to charge? Because I get asked this a nauseating amount of times, okay? And we're going to use this analogy. If a client just paid you $60, how much money did you actually make? So Joe hands me $60. Did I make $60? No, I didn't make $60. I probably made actually more like $3. This is the hard part about business is you have what's called operating expenses. Many of you don't consider this, but when you are asking $60 for a service, you have to pay money out of your pocket to provide that service to somebody. And many of you may know this if you work with people or in a vet office, but what about that license you have to pay to keep upheld? What about your malpractice or your disability insurance? What about your phone or internet expenses? What about your EHR that you use to take notes? What about your website? What about your marketing? What about your continuing ed per year? What about the cost of fuel to get to that appointment if you're doing house calls? What about the staff or contractors for assistance? Maybe your accountant or your bookkeeper or your lawyer. What about the salary and wages that you're paying to yourself, your assistant, or otherwise? And then there's also this thing called taxes, where you have to pay taxes. 10 to 30% of your services off the top go to the government. Are you counting all these things when someone's handing you $60? You're not actually making it, that your money's actually going into what's called the cost of doing business, your operational expenses. So what is your time worth? There's this common phenomena with other coaches that I listen to where they're like, okay, you can charge a lot of money and only see a few patients, or you can charge a little bit of money and see a lot of patients. 
And to be honest with you, I was really, really tired of hearing every coach saying, get them in, get them in, new patients, new patients, new patients. It was exhausting for me to always feel like I had to wonder where my next new patient was coming from. And you shouldn't have to feel like I had to get new patients in because reimbursement is going down because there's really not pet insurance to deal with yet, right? So a lot of this is cash pay. So it's different than you being in network with insurance, which our vets don't really conceptualize that. But when we're working with pets, I don't want you to feel like you have to see more and more and more if you're not charging enough for your time. If you spend 40 minutes with a patient, but Joe Schmo down the street is only spending 20 minutes, in theory, you offer a better value treatment. So you should be charging more for that time that you are spending, right? So you don't have to see as many. And if you're looking through the window at other people on social media and you're like, oh my God, they're doing 400 patient visits a month, they must be super successful. That doesn't say anything about their retention. Are those 400 patients they're seeing coming back for their next appointment? right? So we really want to focus on having a great quality patient experience, keeping the patients we get in and building a lifetime relationship with those people. Because I know a lot of people will come on coaching calls with me and they'll say, Dr. Katie, what do you charge? I think I should charge that. I said, well, it's not about what I charge. It's about what's right for me to charge based on my operational expenses. Because there's this nasty thing called price fixing. You might've heard of it before. But if there's 10 chiropractors in the same town and we all come together and we decide we want to charge 100 bucks for an adjustment, well, then there's no wiggle room for the patient to go see somebody for a fair price. We've all decided that there's a monopoly on that and that's illegal. So there is an industry average you can look at, but we want to make sure that we're not price fixing because what's right for us to charge is not what's right for someone else to charge. It should be decided on your cost of doing business. So that way we can have a free enterprise system. Now, there is a website that we're going to talk about here in a second called Fair Health Consumer. And you can look by region what other people are charging for common healthcare procedures. So this is a chiropractic website. I don't know if veterinarians use it, but use a CPT code, which is basically an insurance code to look up an adjustment. Now, we're going to assume that the average appointment is 20 minutes. And if we assume that, then we're going to see what someone is charging for a 20-minute appointment. And then we're going to work backwards from that and say, okay, well, this is what I'm worth per minute. So we'll go ahead and go on Fair Health Consumer. And I'll show you guys how this works. It's a pretty easy process to do. If you are in an area, you use your zip code. All right. So we're going to go to medical and hospital costs. Okay. We're going to say out of network. You can also say not sure. I think it works the same. Okay, we're going to enter our zip code. There we go. Um, We're going to find a CPT code. The average CPT code for an adjustment is a 98941. Okay, so we're going to use a CPT code and we're going to get our costs in our area on average. Okay, so out of network price is what I recommend you using. And then if you want, really fun to see the in-network price. So insurance will pay me $15, what I charge cash price for 55, which is, yeah awful. (laughs) Um, But we're going to round this up to $60, right? So if I ask out of network uninsured price of $60 for an adjustment, well, then if I do a 20 minute appointment, then I'm worth $3 per minute. So if I spend an hour with a patient, I'm worth $120 in adjustment. 
versus if I spend only 20 minutes with the patient, then I'm worth $60. So the value is important to determine based upon how much time and quality of care you're spending with somebody. Um, so in the chat, maybe you guys, do you want to say how much time on average you spend with a client? Does anyone want me to run the numbers on that? Does anyone want to do math? <laughs> Does anyone want to put in their zip code and I can do Fair Health Consumer for them? All right. Dr. Amanda volunteered herself. Great. Let's go ahead and do this real fast. All right, Dr. Amanda, we're going to do yours first. We're going to go to medical and hospital costs. We're going to say out of network as cash pay. We're going to put in your zip code. All right. And our CPT code for an established patient is going to be a 98941. All right. So in your area, doc, based upon what other chiropractors are charging, the out of network price is $40. If you're in a hospital, though, if you're like a DO, you can charge up to $73. So that's your range. Okay, so that is what is affordable for people in your area. Okay, so I don't know how many minutes you're spending with somebody, but what's 40 if you're doing 20 minutes with somebody? So divide that, about $2 per minute there. Let's do Idaho. Somebody volunteered themselves for Idaho. So this kind of takes the emotion out of it because you can see what other people are charging in your area without directly asking. All right, Idaho, about $50, all the way up to $158. That's your range. Dr. Rachel, let's see what yours is. So I found this using the evidence-based chiropractor. It's super helpful, right? Dr. Rachel, you are anywhere from $62 to $92 is the range in your area. Right. Let's do these last two. So you can see how bougie your town is based on how much they're charging for an adjustment, right? <laughs> All right, Dr. Wicks, you are 55 to 163 on average. Dr. Cooper, you are last but not least. All right, here we are. Let's see. Dr. Cooper, you're anywhere from 50 to 169. So I hope that's a valuable resource for you. That is just what is reasonable in my area. Now, I've also made this spreadsheet that we're going to talk about. This is a hell of a spreadsheet. I hope you guys got it. I sent it out via email prior to us talking today, and I hope we get through all of it. But this is included in my Business Basics course, and uh, we're probably going to go over time because I want to go through all four of these. But this first spreadsheet here is how much time do you have available for patients and how much should you charge based on your overhead expenses? So in this right-hand column, I want you to think of all the things you're paying out of your pocket to run a business. ABCA membership, your license, your insurance, your gas money, your internet, your phone, your website, your electronic health record system, your car insurance, your chiropractic license by month, how much are you spending? That's going to automatically, this cost is going to go into this column and it's going to times by 12. And that's how much you're spending per year to run your business. We're then going to add this right here to it. This is the desired amount of money we want to work per year. A 65 is reasonable for your first year. Maybe you want to make more than that. Maybe you want to make 90000 a year. Anything that's highlighted, go ahead and change the numbers in the highlighted in yellow. Next, we want to consider how much time are we spending with patients? Well, if I only want to work 40 hours a week and I see a patient per hour, well, then I have 40 available appointments. So how many appointments do you want to see based on how much time you have available? 
then how many weeks do you want to work out of that year? So I put 46 here because I want four weeks of vacation per year, right? So I don't want to work the full 52. I have a chat here. Um, Alexis asked, would desired salary be before or after taxes? I would put after taxes. So that way you overestimate how much you're actually needing to make. That's a really good point here. Taxes, it's recommended anywhere from 10 to 30%. So if you want to add that to your overhead expenses, that would not be a bad idea. Good question. All right. So this is going to add um, and poop out how many visits based upon your time that you are available. So I have 1,840 patient slots available based upon the amount of time I want to work. So that means I can only see 153 visits per month of patients. It's really not a lot of slots, you guys. So knowing that, if I only have 153 slots available, we're going to come down to the revenue section here. Based upon my overhead that I've put in, my break even, how much it just costs me to do an appointment is $43.28. So that is my break even point. I have to, at minimum, charge about $44 just to make $0 in profit. This is the least sexy thing looking at this number. You're like, oh my God right? So it is important you add 15 to 20% profit margin here on the top and charge at least $50. So you're making a 15% um, additional on top of that. So that way you have room for taxes, like Dr. Alexis mentioned, or for practice growth. Maybe you want to buy a laser at the end of the year. Maybe you want to do that CE course in Colorado that everyone's talking about. If you add more money on the top, it allows you to grow your business right? I've also pooped it out here at the bottom of how much the cost per minute if you're doing a 20-minute appointment. So this is based on small animal because I see mostly small animal. So I'm worth at least $2.16 per minute based on this spreadsheet. If I spend more time with a patient, that would go up in theory, okay? So again, I sent this out to you guys in the email with the invite. Um, I will send it out after as well with the recording. But I invite you to change these numbers here based on what, so say I want a 90,000 salary. What does that look like, right? That's $90 salary. Woo, watch my zeros. Oh, well, that's 900,000. Yikes, there we go. All right, so that changes how much money I need to charge, okay, based upon what I want my salary per month to be. Living expenses, of course, are different as well based upon where you live. So I do recommend you sit down with your personal budget and then do this. All right. We're doing this spreadsheet because this is going to answer the question of how much do I need to charge in order to make this actually work? I need to make a profit because if I don't take care of my business child, I can't continue to serve patients. Because if you don't actually scrape by, you don't pay your taxes, and then you don't have a leftover profit, well, then you're always going to be feeling like you're on a treadmill. If we're taking care of our patients well, we deserve to be paid well. So that way we can, you know, pay off our bills. Like you can't just exist for free, right? So we're changing this from a hobby to a business by looking at numbers, so taking the emotion out of it and saying the numbers don't lie. This is what I have to charge in order to make my business work. Just math, right? All right. So now we're going to locate where we're at right now based on what we're currently doing and how to see if we're moving the right direction. I've asked a lot of people this. When they call me, they say, hey, Dr. Katie, um, I don't feel like I'm being very successful. And I'll say, okay, what are your numbers? How many new patients are you seeing? How many visits are you seeing? And they can't answer me. 
They don't keep track of how many new patients they're seeing. They don't keep track of how many visits they've seen this month. And a lot of the times they don't track their retention. And that's, we call it PVA, patient visit average. So on average, how many times are you seeing a new patient? When you write a treatment plan, is it six visits? Is it 12 visits? Is it eight? I don't know. On average, how long is a patient staying with you? For animal chiropractic, at least for small animal, I have noticed that that number can vary anywhere from six to 11. The sweet spot's probably about eight. So every new fluffy you get in your office, you're going to see about eight times before they self-dismiss from care or unfortunately pass away. So if we can plan that every new patient we're only going to see eight times, well, then we can look at what their value is to our business based upon how much we're charging, right? So if we say that fluffy, um, we're seeing him for, I don't know, eight visits and we charge $60, assuming he doesn't have a new patient visit. Well, then we can charge 60 times eight, and then that's his value to our practice minus the cost of acquisition if you run ads or something like that. Now we're going to talk about spreadsheet two. This is the yearly, okay? And I'm kind of combining the yearly and the tracker. But this, let me zoom in a little bit on it. I hope you guys are not getting bored. Chris was uh, listening to this last night. He's like, oh, this is so boring. <laughs> this is really, really uh, impactful for me. I actually do this tracker, but I write down how many new patients I saw in January. So if I saw five new patients, then I wrote five new patients here. And then I go, this is the forest. And I look at the individual trees. So Fluffy Jones, okay, he's one of my new patients. And then maybe I saw Fifi and then maybe I saw, I don't know, a buddy. And then maybe I saw Bella. I see a lot of Bellas. <laughs> whatever your pet names are, okay? Maybe I saw Whiskey because that's the most common horse name is Whiskey. All right, so there are my five new patients right here. And then I'm writing what visits I'm seeing them, okay? I'm getting the average appointments here and then I'm getting the average of all of those new patients in this box here, okay? And that average for the year is up here. On average in the year, how many visits am I seeing each fluffy, right? And then that spreadsheet is going to link to this yearly spreadsheet for our PVA. So that way we can have a number on average, how many times am I seeing each fluffy? Okay. And if we look at these numbers, I pull the attachment away from it and we say, oh, okay, um, my new patients are down this month. Maybe I need to do more marketing. My visits are down this month. Maybe my communication isn't very good. So I need to plug the holes in my bucket, if you will. Right. This helps us keep track of things like that. We get to see our month-to-month -month patient visits. We get to plug the holes in our bucket and track patient retention. You track our most ideal marketing methods and target our ideal practice and referral partners. And go over that piece because I didn't translate that. So on this tracker here, if I have Fluffy Jones, you'll notice this up top, right? So the several things that I do that I have in my business basics program is I'm not a salesperson. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm selling to them. But what I will do is I'll be extremely over-the-top patient-centric. So what that means is I have an amazing patient experience and I call vets and I talk to them about their patients. So under here, I'll say, this is how Fluffy found me, maybe from another patient. I'll write their name here, another pre-existing patient. So I can thank that person for the referral. This is the referring vet. If I have five Dr. Smiths, I may want to go do a lunch and learn with Dr. Smith, right? Because he sent me 10 different patients. And then once I see Fluffy Jones, I send a thank you card. And once I've sent a thank you card, I highlight it saying I've sent a thank you card. I also send a, a vet letter saying, here's what to expect. Once I've sent that letter, I highlight it in orange. 
And once I call the vet and talk to them about the patient, I highlight that visit. So I know that I've done these things that are going to build my practice on a patient by patient basis. Does that make sense? These are things that are small, but they add up in the course of your business to move the needle ahead because we're not trying to acquire all the patients. We're trying to take great care of a patient one at a time. We're building our business one at a time, one patient at a time, one vet at a time, okay? All right, when we do this next spreadsheet, we're gonna find that plugging the holes in your bucket is a much better strategy than acquiring new patients because I guarantee every single one of you has been to a chiropractic marketing meeting or coaching call where they said, you need to do screens. You need to go to these networking events and you need to sell, 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 sell and get new patients in. That's not my approach, guys. I wear a t-shirt and a hat most of the time when I'm working on patients. I'm not the glamorous salesperson that everyone wants me to be. I just genuinely take care of my patients and that's why they want to stay because I talk to them, I communicate about chiropractic care, and because of that, I take great care of one patient at a time. They refer more patients. It's a much better approach. And it's also a lot less daunting for you feeling like you always have to go out into the community and do more events. So this next spreadsheet we're going to talk about is going to help you track your growth based upon the new patients coming in, the established visits that you have, and what is your retention looking like? Because we need to measure our income versus profit. So even though you're collecting $100,000, your expenses are $120,000. Well, you actually just lost $20,000 that year. I know that doesn't make a lot of sense. So here's a spreadsheet. This is the retention sheet. All right. Moving all my little windows here. All right. Now, all of these four spreadsheets are linked together, you guys. So this red right here comes from this breakdown sheet right here, right? So the sum of your overhead per month is right here times 12. That's how much you're paying per year to run your business, right? So all this is linked together. And then this right here, these numbers are actually in real time coming from this yearly tracker of the amount of new patients that you're counting that you're seeing each month. So it's automatically going to go into this retention sheet here. So we're counting up the new patients here. This was a lot of math to make this, you guys. Be super thankful to Chris, my better half, for putting this together for you. So our new patients go here, okay, in the top. And this is on PVA. How many times are we seeing them? On average, we're going to guess six, right? But I can, if you guys want, I can plug it into our average PVA from here month by month, okay? There's an easy way to do that. But if on average we're seeing them six, eight times, 10 times, I don't know what your treatment plan is, and enter that here, that's going to go down to the bottom for our month one. We're seeing five new patients, Six times, that's 30 visits for our practice. Now, if those patients continue to come in in month two, then we're going to see those people three times, those existing people. And then we have our new patients, 10 of them, six times, add those together at 63, okay? So 60 visits from our new ones, three from our established ones, 63, okay? So when you add all these numbers up and you see the retention building in on itself, well, look at how exponentially that grows your practice, right? And then if we have these numbers here of our new patient examinations and we add up our established people, 
Well, you see this number line? Those are just your established people off the top coming in. And those numbers are much larger than the new patient exam numbers, actually. Okay. And then it poops out a total monthly collection here based upon the fees that you put in here. So if I charge $90 for a new patient or I charge $60 for an established patient and my retention is about half, so say half of my new patients fall off, right? I can change that number too, by the way. Say I see 80%, 80%, that's going to update all these numbers. If I charge $100, instead, it's going to update all of these numbers, okay? So that way you can see how much money you're going to make over here. On a gross perspective, you're going to collect $302,000 minus your yearly expenses, which is a little over 14 and a half for a net profit of $288,000. You can make money seeing only animals. It is possible. You don't have to burn yourself out seeing new patient after new patient after new patient. The numbers don't lie. That's what this spreadsheet is for. All right. I'm doing this last spreadsheet because I want to measure my business growth over time. I want to first look at myself. What do I need? Then I'm going to look at where my practice is currently. What is my practice currently doing? And then I looked at the tree. Now I'm going to zoom out, look at the whole forest and say, look at my exponential growth if I continue to retain those patients coming in. If you want to grow into multiple offices, if you want to have multiple doctors, or if you just want to make over $100,000 a year, these spreadsheets are going to help you plan for your financial growth and your business growth. All right, we're going to wrap up here with what is success. Everyone asks me, Dr. Katie, how are you so successful? And I just kind of look at them and I say, well, what's, what is success even? Because when you look at me, who doesn't have children, right? And I love my work. I, I work probably too much, to be honest with you. I feel fulfilled because I'm living my purpose. But if I was a single parent and you were telling me I was successful, I would say, my success doesn't even match your definition of success because that might mean that you're more present with your children. I don't have children. So my success is not the same as what you need, right? Single parent needs more time with their kids versus, you know, working more hours at their job, right? Some people determine their success based on their health, right? If you don't have your health, you don't have any wealth, right? If you're sick all the time. So are you making time for your personal fitness? Are you working like a dog, eating fast food and never going to the gym? Like, gotta be real. There are some weeks where we are like that, right? Because we prioritize our patients over ourselves, And we may be successful in our other buckets, like our career growth right here, or our business growth, or our money growth, or we're neglecting these other buckets here. Maybe relationships are important to you where maybe you want to reconnect with your spouse or be more present for your kids. What success bucket do you want to fill? I'm not here to tell you what bucket is most important. I'm just here to pull back the curtain and say, here are the numbers. Let's take the emotion out of it. What do you want? Look in the mirror. What do you want? If you want to see animals full time, we can make that happen. But we have to be realistic about what those numbers are before we just jump in, stick our head in the sand, and not know where we are, right? Because you can drive a car, but if you don't have a destination in mind, you're never going to get there, right? So it's important that we have our map and we know where we're going. So thank you guys so much for being here. Listeners, if you have any feedback, please feel free to leave me a review or comment on our Facebook group, Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, or follow us on Instagram. But until next time, we'll talk soon.
Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.